Hello. What a week. What a week. We do not we do not know who the president of the United States is. It's Thursday. Election night was Tuesday. And so we all wait and we wonder who will be the leader of the United States. It's very exhausting. It's very stressful. I can feel the tension in the air when I walk the streets and just vibing with people. Everyone seems a little worn, a little worn out. But um, we must persevere. We must continue on. There's no point in just... There's uh there's no point in just worrying about what you can't control. It's a waste of energy. So, it's important to continue to just keep <clears throat> to keep busy. I've been keeping busy and the thing I've been keeping busy with is trying to get the medicine cabinet in my bathroom fixed. See when I saw this apartment at the beginning of the month of October, around October 10th, I saw this place and it was in complete disarray. The 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 person who had moved out that had left all this shit everywhere and like there was shit all over the walls, like debris. It was like construction debris. Everything was in disarray, but I really liked the windows. There's these three beautiful windows, and I saw the light pour in. And all I need is a room with some nice light. And it's looking over kind of this funky garden. And so I said, uh, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, give me this shit. I'll take it. Put my money down. Let's go. But but I didn't do the walkthrough. I didn't walk through and like test the stove. I didn't really look at the refrigerator. I didn't, you know, I didn't go into the bathroom and, you know, fiddle around with everything. I just saw the nice light in the view. And it was a big enough space. And so I said, fuck it, let's go. It was an impulse. It wasn't an impulse, but it's when you know, you know. It's like that. It's like if you're ever in a relationship. And you're like, oh, or even in the beginning, if you're in the beginning of a relationship with someone and you're like, I don't know, you know, maybe that's not a great sign. But if you if you walk into an apartment and you you just know you it just hits you and the apartment are a match. Feel like you got to send that shit, you know, get yourself an apartment, figure out the details later. So that's what happened. So I get into the apartment and the medicine cabinet is one of those mirrors with the the door that opens. The medicine cabinet door won't stay shut. It keeps jutting out all the way. It keeps jutting out. So you have to, when you're standing in the bathroom, one, everyone can see the innards of my medicine of what's inside the medicine cabinet and two it's a very uncomfortable it's like you're brushing your teeth but you have no space the medicine cabinet is impinging on your space so i was very annoyed by this so um 
I hit up the superintendent, Lewis. This was a month ago. I hit up the superintendent saying, hey, Lewis, I'm the new guy in the building. Just, you know, happy to be here. There's a few things I you know, need to get taken care of, one of which is the medicine cabinet. And I didn't get a response on email. No response. I was like, okay. Everyone's busy. It's a busy time. Maybe then a week later, I come into the apartment building and I see that my boxed mattress, which I ordered from Amazon, which I know is not, you're not supposed to order from Amazon. Everyone has to be a closeted Amazon customer. Like, you're not allowed to publicly say, I ordered something from Amazon. Even because it's a terrible company, it treats its employees terribly, but the convenience and the pricing are just outrageous. So it's, so I succumbed and I, and I ordered from Amazon. I won't do that with bookstores though. I'm an in-person bookstore guy, but for, um, for the bed frame, I went from the, for the mattress, I ordered from Amazon and I had to carry this mattress up four flights of stairs, and I was very hungover. And I was in the lobby just trying to figure out how I was going to carry a really heavy mattress up these four flights of stairs. And then in the lobby walks Lewis, and he's like, you know, middle-aged Latino guy, bald head, just kind face, strong. And I was like, hey, Lewis, how's it going? I'm in 4B. He was like, oh, yeah, I got your email. I'm, you know, I'll, I got here are the things you want fixed. I'll help you fix them. I said, great. And I said, look, you know, I'm happy to pay you, but, like, is there any way you can help me carry this mattress up four flights of stairs? And Lewis said, you don't need to pay me. Let's go. So we carried the mattress up four flights of stairs. It was so heavy. And at the top, I was dying. I was just so hungover and tired. And I was leaning over. I was like, ah, ah, ah. <clears throat> And Lewis looked at me and he was like, hey, man, breathe in, breathe out. I'll come by and fix the light bulbs in the medicine cabinet tomorrow. I said, great. And this was a month ago. And then he fixed the light bulbs, but he didn't fix the medicine cabinet. So I was, so throughout the past month, you know, I'd hit him up like once a week, like, hey, Lewis, what are we doing with, you know, just checking in, what do we think about the medicine cabinet? Just checking in, you know, what, just being very kind, very kind, just check-ins and never got a response. And then I was put in this situation where I was like, do I mention something to his superior? But then I was like, no, because Lewis helped me with the mattress up the four flights of stairs. Don't fuck over Lewis. You know, he's busy. He's probably doing the best he can. So I just kind of waited, would run into him and be like, hey, what's up with the medicine cabinet? He's like, oh, yeah, I got you. Didn't fix the medicine cabinet. So then finally, 
finally yesterday I ran into him. I didn't even have to say anything. He was like, hey, oh man, I'm so sorry. Don't shoot, man. He was like, don't shoot. That's what he said to me. He said, don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. I'll fix the medicine cabinet. So, he was like, I'll be at your place by 9 tomorrow. I said, alright, that's great. So then this morning he came through and fixed the medicine cabinet. And it's good, it's looking great. And I'm so much happier. But you know, it's like, it's like, you know, if you're renting, if you're, if you're renting, if you're renting, it needs to be a habitable space. Needs to be habitable, and like when you're in the bathroom, that's some of your most like sensitive, vulnerable time. That's when you're like you're cleaning this temple of your spirit, and so to have the medicine cabinet jutting out to like constantly, it's like you want to look at yourself, you want to take care of yourself. You push the medicine cabinet back in, then it opens. Or when you have guests over, then they see everything. Like they don't. It's like everyone wants to snoop in someone else's medicine cabinet, but when it's just wide open. So yeah, and he was Lewis wasn't in like the best mood this morning when he was um fixing the medicine cabinet. He was he didn't see he he wasn't he just was he seemed a little grouchy. And uh I wonder I wonder if it's like he looks at me and he's like this is this guy should know he should know how to like how to fix the medicine cabinet on his own like a real man would fix a medicine cabinet on his own but i just don't know like i don't know how to fix a medicine cabinet and and that's not the part of the deal is that the medicine cabinet comes with the apartment and should be functional that's why i'm paying this rent that's the that's the rule so i don't know I don't, he, when he finished, he was just like, the medicine cabinet's done, you're good to go, and then he just walked out of the apartment, so, I think, I think it's a good relationship, I think it's solid, I think, I don't think it's an amazing relationship, but I don't think it's a bad relationship either, I just think it's a very steady, steady relationship with me and Lewis, but I'm glad I didn't go to the um, supervisor. See what I was doing. Is I was building a record. So basically every single time. I tried to talk to Lewis. Or I had a conversation with Lewis. Or I asked for something. I made sure it was in writing. Because if at the end of the month. They didn't fix my medicine cabinet. I would have withheld rent. I would have said. I wouldn't have paid the full amount. And then I would have said look. I've tried to get the medicine cabinet fixed. It's impinging on my enjoyment of this space. Thus, the space isn't at the value it's listed. The, the value you listed it at is with a functional medicine cabinet. So that was the plan. So I was building a record. So he probably knew I was building a record. But that's... um. That's free game. That's free game. Whenever you're in whenever you're in any situation, any business situation, any sort of negotiation or whatever, 
build a record. Make everything in writing because you don't know what's coming down the line. You don't know what's going to happen, but you never want to be like – you never want it to be my word versus his word, his word versus my word. So that was the thing with Lewis. But so I'm so I'm I'm you know I wish I hope me and Lewis can be friends. But if we're not friends, I just don't want us to be enemies. I don't foresee ever needing his assistance again. But it's an interesting place. It's interesting to move into an apartment because you just don't know all the things. You just don't you can't foresee all the little nooks and quirks it's kind of like entering a relationship you enter a relationship and then you find out all the little funky aspects of the other person after you're in it same thing with the apartment you're in it it looks great and then i found out that the people below me like are big pot smokers and like the the weed smoke goes through the floorboards so like you know, maybe a couple days a week, my apartment is is like secondhand smoke hot box, which is kind of funny. Um, I used to be a prolific weed smoker. I don't smoke any weed anymore. And but it's a nice. It's like when when the smell comes up, it it's like hello, old friend. So that's interesting. And then there's a dog in the building. And the dog's name is Shadow Chaser. Shadow Chaser. Her mom, the dog's mom, is like, um, you know, maybe a. She's a nice. She's um. She's a black woman. She's maybe in her mid to late thirties, and she has this little dog, Shadow Chaser. And Shadow Chaser is this little tiny, um, little tiny like little fluff ball. Shadow Chaser is always barking. She's always barking at me when. When I walk into the building, she barks when you pass the door. So when I see her, I call her Shadow Barker. By accident. I'm always like, hi, Shadow Barker. But it's really Shadow Chaser. So those are the cast of characters. It's Lewis. Lewis in the medicine cabinet. The marijuana smoker below me. And Shadow Shadow Chaser. Those are, those are the cast of characters. In the life. But there were a lot of. um, Election week. You know is weighed heavy. But there's been a lot of uh, different little moments. Little good moments. Little jewels. um, That I've encountered. As passing. Just passing through. I went to the chess park. The other day. And at the chess park. I sat down and played with this guy Matt. He's a you know black guy wearing a hood. He's older, probably in his fifties. He had like his one of his front teeth was gold. It had like a gold cap, you know those old school gold caps. And um, he, I said, how much for a game? He said five dollars for one game. I said, could, could we do two? He said, okay, so five for two. So we sat down and played some chess. And I haven't played speed chess in a long time, maybe over a year. I always get really into it. Really addicted to it, really into it, and then I get to a level. I kind of hit this level, and I think the only way 
to beat the level as if I really break down the game, read the books, and I never want to do that. So then I stop, and then I work well the way back up to the level. So I'm still kind of on this circle of hell of chess. And there's no point. There's no point in getting really good at chess. There's just it's just a fun thing to do, but it's not it's not something to kill yourself over. Um, but anyways, I was playing with him, man, and I was like, "Where are you from, man?" And he said, "I was born in Bedford Stuyvesant." I said, "You still live there?" And he goes, "No." I go, "Where do you live?" He says, "I live in the Bronx." And I said, "How's it going up there?" And he said, "Well." It's good, but you really got to be careful with, like, who you're friends with. And I said, oh, really? Please explain more. And he goes, you just got to, it's just people put, like, he said, guys, they'll, they'll just prey on your generosity. You can't be too nice to people because then they're just, they're, they're just preying on your generosity. I said, I feel that, man. I understand what you're saying. He's like, yeah, man, there's this guy who always comes around my house. And like first few times, it's like, all right, you got no bread. Okay, you got no food. Okay, come in, come in, like have a drink, smoke some weed, chill. Like you can eat some of my food. We'll we'll hang out. But now he's knocking on my door every week, all the time. Hey, man, what's up? What's up? What's up? And it's like, I'm not your boyfriend. The guy at the, the guy at the park, Matt, he said, he was like, you ain't my bitch. He was like, you ain't my bitch. You ain't my woman. You coming over here, like, eating my food, smoking my weed. What's the matter with you? He's like, so now I don't even answer the door when he knocks. I said, yeah, man, that's fucked up. People use you. He's like, yeah, man. And I'm nice to him when I'm high. Because when I'm drinking and I'm smoking, I'm, uh, I've escaped all my anxiety of the world. And I'm nice to him. He was like, and he's young, man. He's young. And I said, oh, that's it. You can't be friends with a young guy because they're just, they, they see you as the parent and they're just taking, taking, taking from you. They don't know. They don't, they don't, it's, that's just a young man game. It's like, they just, they're just, they, they're in the role of the child. He was like, yeah, man. Yeah. He's like, he's always talking to me about his dad, how his dad did him wrong. Da, 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 da. And I said, yeah, Matt, that's, um, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, it's not easy. It's painful. It's a painful to break up. It's painful to have male friendship breakups. He was like, yeah, man, I know. So that was interesting. Another interesting interaction I had was I was in the laundromat. And I was reading my book on Greek myths. And this woman, this short Latina woman... With kind of a big pot belly. She was probably in her mid-40s. Kind of walks up to me and just stands there. And I go, can I help you? And she goes, oh, I'm just being nosy. Just being a busybody myself. And I said, what's up? She's like, I like your book. I like the drawings. And I go, are you an artist? She was like, I was. I used to do hair and nails. And I'm teaching my son to draw. And I said, oh, well, what do you do now? And she goes, oh, well, you know, I had a stroke. So now I'm on disability, but she has a helper. She had a helper, an assistant who was kind of helping with the laundry. And me and Anna were just chopping game, talking. She had this great personality, like this personality of a hairdresser. Just could talk. She's telling me that women now pay $70 for to get their hair done. It's a great business. I was like, man, I, might, I should get into the, uh, the hair salon business, just own a hair salon. It'd be nice. 
But, um, yeah, she was telling me that, and then she had the seizure. And she said one, she has twins, two 14-year-old twins, a boy and a girl. And the boy is electing not to go to school in COVID. But she, the girl is deciding to go to school in COVID. And she was like, I guess that's his choice. And I was thinking about it. Would I go to school if during this time? If I was in high school, would I go to school or middle school? That's a tough call. It's a tough call. I think I probably would just because I think it would get so boring to be at home. But but then again, like I didn't they're in the, you know, the age of social media. So maybe it would be more interesting. But anyways, there was something Anna said to me that was nice. She goes, art is art, baby. Art is art. Whether you're doing hair, nails, whatever it is, art is art. And I liked that. I was like, that's that's nice. Like, whatever you do, if, you, if you're being creative, art's art, baby. So I liked that wisdom. So, so Matt at the chess park gave me some good wisdom also. He was like, I said, Matt, I'm sucking. I'm sucking. He's like, you're not visualizing, man. And I just freaked out. I was like, I'm not visualizing. I'm just reacting. My chess game is strictly reactionary. And I'm not visualizing the moves. I'm just reacting. So we laughed about that. So so that was the lesson you got to visualize. And then with Anna, it's art is art, baby. Art is art. Also, when I was walking the streets, I saw Emily Ratajkowski, the model. Well, I don't know how to spell her name, say her name correctly, but the famous Instagram model. I saw her and her husband and their dog, and she's pregnant now. So, Mazel Tov. And then I also saw Michael Sarah. On the street walking around. So I made some eye contact. It's nice to see celebrities. The special people. All the special ones. And on Halloween. There was just a dance party down the block from my house. And I was like that's why this place is so magical. It's because you can just like walk outside. And then there's a fucking dance party down the way. And you can go and dance by yourself. And be completely anonymous. Just break that shit down. That's what. That's. There's an I Love McConan song. He's like, I gotta stay up all night to break that shit down. And it's true. You like there's like all these like emotional pockets in your body. And when you dance, it's like you're just like breaking like breaking these build ups down. You know. Maybe it's, maybe if you haven't done all the psychedelics, you don't know like McConan knows. But um that's the story. <laughs>